Hello everyone, this is Holly Gilbert Stowell, your host of Security Management Highlights. Thanks for tuning in to this bonus episode of the podcast, and be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Lax oversight of municipal warehouses can be costly. Complacent management, employee theft, and antiquated inventory systems can all lead to the loss of millions of dollars of public funds. A feature article in our May issue takes a look at how these locations can be better managed to reduce shrink. The piece was co-authored by Robert Jasinski, Director of Executive Protection for Lowe's Companies in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Marshall K. James, Director of Training for JGW Group in Reston, Virginia. James joined me for a detailed conversation about the article. I started out by asking him why exactly municipal warehouses are such attractive targets for thieves. Unlike commercial warehouses or warehouses that are run by retail organizations, these municipal warehouses tend to be spread out across the city, and they're sometimes pretty antiquated in their design, and most people don't even know they exist. So the simple fact that it's there makes it an easy target. One of the things that you're looking at when you look at a municipal warehouse is the fact that it brings in supplies that can sometimes sit on the shelf for decades, not just for days or months. In a commercial warehouse, things move through fairly quickly, just in time inventory type of of approach. In a retail warehouse, it's even quicker. They don't want anything seen on the shelves. More time than it takes them to move it through the building and on to the sales floor. But in a municipal warehouse where you're dealing with parts or sewer systems or water systems, public pools, power grids, things of that nature, sometimes what happens is these parts sit there for long, long periods of time because you don't know when you're going to need them. So you have a specific valve, for example, that you buy for a system that you're installing today. Well, you buy a spare for that valve because it's unique or it's different and or it's cost-effective to buy it. You may not need to touch it for 15 years. So it sits on the shelf and it becomes very tempting. It gets moved back to the back and you just don't realize it's there. Other things that move through the warehouses so fast, like fitting or pipe or copper or wire, things that have high resale values, both on the black market and and on the resale market for, like, say, for instance, recycling, that come through such large quantities that it's very easy for five or six pounds of it to disappear in a day or 10 or 15 pounds of it to disappear. And people become very tempted that work in these facilities and become tempted to do that because it augments their pay. And who's going to notice? The city. We don't really care. And so there's a different attitude than if you're taking something from a retailer. You and your co-author write that a culture of complacency is partly to blame for some of the shrink. Can you explain? Certainly. Complacency is by far the key. It's the root to all of this. Because what happens is a lot of times these warehouses are staffed by personnel who've been there for years and years. Normally, you don't just hire someone that's going to come in and run your warehouse for you. These people have sometimes been in their particular positions for decades. And what happens is they become very friendly with the people that are coming to their windows or to their counters every day. They know them. They see the same faces day after day after day, and they gain a sense of trust with the, with these individuals. And then they also, because there is so much inventory and there's so many things that they have to count, it can sometimes take a month to count a single warehouse if they need to do it accurately. They become a little bit complacent in the way that they're managing things, processes, procedures, things of that nature, time tend to slip. People do things better than they are 
people think they can do things better than the processes and procedures that are outlined. So they skip steps. I was a one warehouse where a gentleman who followed everything by the book, and he was very honest. And it was a very good warehouse. Unfortunately, his accounting system was a pile of paper on his desk that was probably two and a half feet tall that dated back almost two years that he had never entered into the system. He knew what his inventory was because he was in the warehouse every day. But the city had no idea what his inventory was. They thought that his inventory would, had not moved very much in the last two years. And so that sort of makes it it's a problem. The other thing is sometimes supervisors just don't want to get involved. One of my clients had a procedure where once a week they would go through and do a random count of small parts and pieces, brass fittings, bolt nuts, things of that nature that are used in day-to-day maintenance. And his procedures were as follows. They count the box, record the number of the, of the count on your spreadsheet or on your account sheet, go to the computer. If the number disagrees with the number in the computer, change the computer. So you count the box and you have 33 pieces. You go to the computer and you have 35. You're supposed to have 35 according to the computer. His answer was to change the number of the computer because the computer must be wrong. And that's the kind of attitude that drives a manager crazy. So... Unfortunately, with so many of these warehouses spread out across the city, it's very difficult to control that. And you have to have procedures in place to check that and control it. In order to build an effective program that addresses the specific needs of municipal warehouses in avoiding theft and other types of shrink, what are some of the areas that have to be evaluated? Well, there's really about a half a dozen key areas that you need to be thinking about. And that would be your senior leadership and management has to be involved, good quality controls, excellent training with your employees, making them fully aware not only of what their responsibilities are, but why their responsibilities are important. Excellent physical security and then the use of technology and site-specific processes to help augment all of this. And if you want to look at key factors, I think the ones that you need to look at most would be your senior management management and your employee training and quality control functions. Senior management all too often in municipalities are overwhelmed by the amount of work that they have to do and these warehouses become not secondary but actually tertiary or even lower responsibilities. They send the most junior people out there to keep an eye on them. They tend to trust the monthly reports that are coming across their desk and they never go there. One of my clients had never set foot in a warehouse in the entire time he been there, and he'd been with this been with this organization for 10 years. He knew he had them, but he didn't even know how to get into them. That's a problem. So senior management has to be involved. Then you have to have excellent quality training with your employees. Now, the reason I hit training second is because if they don't know what's expected of them and they don't know what the procedures are and how to do it, don't ask them to follow those procedures. Don't expect them to do it. They're not going to. They're going to try to figure things out on their own. And what's going to happen is employee number one is going to train employee number two with all the bad habits that employee number one has. And then employee number two is going to pick up their own bad habits and train employee number one and employee number two's bad habits to employee number three and on down the line. And eventually, the process that you think you have has no resemblance to what's actually being done. So good quality training at the procedural level, good quality training at the security level is also important. Teaching your employees that it's okay to watch each other and to make sure everybody's doing things the right way and that there is not going to be any retribution if they change that. Quality control then is your next step. You have to constantly be on the lookout. You send people into the field to these warehouses to watch people do their job. It's what they get paid to do. They should not feel intimidated. No one should say, oh, you got to go away because you're intimidating me. Instead, you ought to be looking at them and build this environment in which the quality control person's presence is welcome. 
because that's the person that's checking the safeguarding the individual employee. So they're not going to be held responsible for a screw up. One of my clients misplaced a backhoe. How do you misplace a backhoe? 24-hour security, cameras, somebody put it on their truck and drove away with it. They said they misplaced it. I say they somebody stole it. They can't account for a $70,000 piece of equipment that's as big as a semi-tractor trailer. It disappeared. Why? Bad quality control, bad processes, bad procedure, bad physical security. And when you're looking at site-specific processes, what you need to do is take those processes one at a time and make sure they fit the environment that you're in and then customize only those things that you need to customize, standardize everything else. If you have seven warehouses, they need to be working with exactly the same inventory control system and they need to be working under exactly the same processes, everything they move. There'll be unique items in each warehouse that have to have a little bit different processing, but for the most part, a fitting is a fitting, a screw is a screw, chemicals are chemicals, they can all be handled exactly the same way. Why have seven different processes if you don't have to? Have one. Finally, how do site-specific processes and external assessments play a part in making a stronger program for municipal warehouses? As we were just saying a minute ago, the site-specific process helps you standardize, and that's key to everything. Once you standardize something, then you can go in and assess how well that particular process is working for you across the board. So if Warehouse 1, Warehouse 2, and Warehouse 3 all work under exactly the same process, even if it has to be tweaked ever so slightly to meet the needs of each warehouse, then you can easily account for everything. You can use a standardized inventory system, and your reports now start to make sense. If I know, for example, that I'm counting brass fitting individually, one fitting at a time at warehouse number one, but traditionally they've been counting them by the box in warehouse number two, it makes sense for me to take those two options and say, which one works best? I want to account for each individual part. So now warehouse number two has to start counting individual parts. But until they're told to do so, they have no way of knowing that that's what they're supposed to do. So you get everybody on the same page, basically. Fill it out. Fix everything so that it's one standard process. Now, your assessments are equally important. You can do internal assessment. I encourage everybody to do that. You bring your team in. But remember that feeling of complacency and also the, the concept that people have that anybody who's looking over their shoulders threatening their job makes it very difficult for you from an internal point of view to get a true picture of what's happening. Having an outside team come in and do your assessment and do your inventories for you allows you the luxury of being able to sit back and know that that team has no reason whatsoever to do anything other than to report back to you the facts as they stand. They don't need to embellish them. They don't need to change them. They can't be bribed or encouraged to do make things differently, or they can't be threatened. So that gives you that outside resource and a true picture of what's happening. For most warehouses, I'd recommend that they do internal assessments at least once a quarter, if not once a month, and that they have an external assessment team come in at least once a year. Sometimes with smaller municipalities, you might be able to do it every other year, but it's good that you have somebody come in and look at your warehouses in total once a year just so that you know exactly what your true inventory is. Retail merchants do it. Commercial industry does it. There's no reason why municipalities can't do it also. Marshall, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It was my pleasure.